Not all companies are ready to mark thousands and thousands of documents, but this is a tool allowing employers and companies to further enforce their actions in cases this information is disclosed. You have not only to implement, but you have to manage internal procedures of protection on a daily basis. Also, a non-disclosure agreement by itself may not be sufficient and may not fully protect you. Hello, welcome to All Root Podcast, Be Aware and Share. I'm Irina Anyukhina, Head of Labor and Employment Team at All Root. And we will talk today about protection in Russia of a very valuable asset, confidential information. Need to protect this asset is high, given that employees of the company, by their function, job responsibilities, have access to such information and data. This need significantly increased due to home teleworking and the related risks of unauthorized access to information on the screen or in the computer by those who are non-employees, family members, visitors of the same cafe where your employee could work from. At the same time, cybersecurity attacks become more frequent and more dangerous. Value of data, value of information as the key asset in some industries rapidly increases and may be a first priority target for the competitors of the employer. Moreover, non-competes and employment relations are not enforceable in Russia, leading to even higher level of care of employers about protection of confidential information. Today, we will share views on how to enhance legal protection and uh, what to do from Russian employment law perspective. I'm here today with Margarita Gyazarova, expert of labor and employment practice of Alrud. Hello, everyone. And Anastasia Petrova, expert of labor and employment practice at Alrud. Hello, everyone. When we talk about relations between employers and employees, it is rather standard practice in Russia that confidentiality protection clauses are part of the terms of employment. Similarly, confidentiality and uh, non-disclosure agreements are part of termination documents and must have for senior and top executives, key corporate officials, as well as for creative talents, developers who in the course of their employment generate or have access to corporate information, know-how, databases. Anastasia, is such approach by itself good to have, better to have, or the only mean to have to ensure protection of data and information which the company would like to keep as confidential as possible? And uh, from legal perspective, do you think such approach is sufficient? Thanks for your question, Serena. Non-disclosure agreement is an effective, efficient instrument in Russia to protect confidential information. However, it is not a random document. If you wish to have strong protection of confidentiality in Russia, the NDA shall be compliant with certain Russian laws so that Russian courts will accept it for further decision-making. Also, a non-disclosure agreement by itself may not be sufficient and may not fully protect you. For sufficient protection, it is necessary to introduce so-called commercial secrecy regime that implies implementation of the policy on protection of confidential information, protective measures, and constant support and updating of the procedures and the policy. The NDA is just one element of such commercial secrecy regime that helps to ensure the highest protection. From Operational point of view, businesses are not always prepared to implement something more than NDAs with employees. Requirements of Russian laws require good corporate effort and are rather resourceful. 
since you have not only to implement, but you have to manage internal procedures of protection on a daily basis. And from legal point of view, this requires also an exercise to formalize it in the right way. Margarita, what if some formalities are not entirely met and breach nonetheless occurs? What is likely to happen given the existing court practices and disputes with employees on such grounds? This situation of not full compliance is one of the most frequently arising in companies. And the point is that commercial secrecy regulation is a federal level in Russia. And this means that we get a special law providing with quite strict requirements to companies, implying that companies provide a great corporate effort to comply with. One of those requirements are, for example, to set out different kind of policies and to craft special instructions for employees. One of the most ridiculous but quite important one is to marking the confidential documents, confidential materials like flashcards or laptops if they contain this confidential information. And of course, it's not practicable. Not all companies are ready to mark thousands and thousands of documents. But this is a tool allowing employers and companies to further enforce their actions in cases this information is disclosed. So, of course, I've said it's greatly difficult for the companies to properly protect the commercial secrecy. But I should also say that we have some progressive court practice. And in this regard, I can quite honestly say that available court practice shows that from a practical standpoint, good faith of companies is really crucial. And this good faith can significantly increase litigation chances. For example, the minimum minimum required to increase your litigation chances in case of breach is to have these confidentiality clauses in employment contracts or commercial contracts if you work with counterparts more than with employees. Then ideal is to have a commercial secrecy policy. And on top of that, you need to clearly understand what information of your company is deemed confidential. Speaking of legal language, this means that it's quite crucial to have an exalted list of confidential information. And then, in case of breach, it will be quite transparent on how to identify what kind of information was disclosed and why this information was disclosed. Anastasia, how straightforward could be the determination on the grounds of disclosure of a trade secret or personal data be? Are there any issues which are of particular meaningness for employers to avoid potential disputes with terminated employees? Actually, the termination on the grounds of disclosure for commercial secrecy or personal data depends on compliance with the procedure on disciplinary action imposition. And the proper establishing of commercial secrecy regime is a precondition for successful immediate dismissal due to disclosure of confidential information. The same will help to defend a company's position in the court in case an employee challenges the dismissal. There are no such strict preconditions for dismissal due to personal data disclosure as there is no such formal concept of personal data regime. However, the employer is obliged to prove that all necessary measures to protect the personal data were taken and the requirements on how to work with data have been brought to the attention of employees by means of internal policy. Then the employee is responsible for violating the requirements. Court cases on disclosure of trade secrets or personal data are often, if not always, unique and high profile. Many industries are fastly growing, including IT, both in Russia and on the international scale. Data, trade secrets are gaining their value as the key asset in major businesses and 
major industries. Pandemic with its remote work realities and digital means of communication brings new aspects while techniques used by employees diversify as well. Margarita, in our new reality, could employers use digital evidences to substantiate its position? Email communications with remote employees, correspondence in the messengers, IT systems with tick box to acknowledge the policy and trade secret protection, something the like. And uh, what are the current code practices? That's really crucial. Before moving to commenting directly on the question, I would like to very briefly highlight that, of course, in terms of confidentiality litigation, let us call it this way, very roughly, there are two kinds of disputes. First one is specifically labor dispute. When employees being dismissed due to disclosure will go to court and try to challenge this kind of dismissal. And in our practice, this kind of disputes are most stressful. But in terms of financial exposure, potential financial exposure, of course, litigation aimed at recovering damages linked to disclosure is more significant. And when we're talking about evidences, Russian courts of general jurisdiction, which are considering such cases, usually quite formalistic, but I'm not sure whether I should dwell in lots of details on this uh, formal approach or procedural details and some particularities. The practical perspective of such kind of litigations is about, again, acting in a good faith and trying to collect reliable evidence. In our practice, that cases when, for example, we only had some email correspondence and some data from background of the laptops. I'm not an IT specialist. I don't know the concrete terminology, but the point is that we got these figures and signs, but this not obvious information significantly helped us during the litigation because this strange, from legal perspective, data showed the root of disclosure of confidential information. If there is a chance to get the electronic evidence notarized, this can significantly held during the litigation. But this is not always possible. If it's not possible, or you can imagine that this will not be possible in the future, then one of the legal tools which really works on practice is to preliminary include relevant conditions in the employment contracts with employees. For example, we got a case which actually ended up in Supreme Court of Russia successfully. And in this case, employee disclosed personal data of other employees. And the point and the difficulty of this case was that the personal data protection policy was in digital format and the employee was a remote employee. And of course, the company could not continue relations with this employee due to the breach. And of course, this resulted in dismissal. Employee was not really happy about that and went to the court and challenged this. And we've been litigating very long through all four court levels. And in each court level, the most crucial point was that in her employment contract, there was a clause saying that, look, you're a remote employee and we got this internal corporate portal. And on this portal, we uploaded all the policies and you are obliged to familiarize yourself with this policy. And we got this technical information from IT guys confirming that she really visited this internal corporate portal and she really read and looked through the policies. And together, this IT information and the specifically designed condition in the employment contract and the fact of existence of policy aimed at protection of data privacy helped us to win the case and to confirm this win through four court levels. And I think this is significant. And 
And to wrap up the comment on electronic evidences, I would say that although labor litigation in Russia quite formal and not really flexible, currently we see moves to the new reality corresponding the fact that actually we are all using electronic tools. We are sending text messages, we are instant messengers, we are using our emails on cell phones, and of course most of our life is now online. And it will be quite stupid not to consider this when building this new reality employment relations. Thank you for our discussion today. Just a tip, you're welcome to listen to our episodes on the Alrud website, where there are many other useful materials for the business community in the podcasts of iTunes, Google, and Yandex Music. Feel free to address us via podcast at alrud.com with your questions, suggestions. We will be happy to discuss them in the next episode of our podcast. Be aware and share. We wish you all a very nice day.